Radio Mano Papachango. Dr. Chris Ryan and fellow tangentially speaking listeners. This is Whitney Dane phoning in from the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, where I'm doing my stay at home domestic duties this morning and listening to some of your archives. Um, but as I sit here and I fold piles of dish linens, I'm reminded of one of my teachers uh, who used to say in between the agony and the ecstasy is the laundry. And um, never to forget that small tasks can bring your moments of zen and that even something as simple as folding laundry can be a prayer in your own life if you make it um, simple things. So I hope everyone's doing well. It's the day before our election in this country. So I know lots of people are on edge but hopefully uh, everything works out. Um, love to you all. See you on the other side of this election, and hopefully we can figure out a way to be simple and remember that we're all uh, united, at least by our laundry. Um, take care. Well, ain't that the truth? So much wisdom in those words from... Ms. Whitney Dane doing her domestic duties somewhere in the Carolinas. I've already forgotten whether it was north or south. <sighs> Fucking Carolinas. Make up your mind, Carolinas. Anyway, uh, a couple things there. First of all, Whitney mentioned the elections. Yes, the elections are over. I don't think I've talked about that since since it happened. Um, I was honestly, like a lot of people, I was girding my loins, expecting the worst. My loins were completely girded. Um, but it seems like the American people came out and, you know, 1% of us, uh, voted, uh, well, 1% more of us voted against the fucking lunatics than voted for the fucking lunatics consistently across the country, seemingly. So I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer here, but um, that's only 1%. I mean, if you look at these races, the the Arizona governor's race or the, the various Senate races and the congressional races, most of them were decided by less than 1% of the voters. And true, a lot of them went to the Democrats, to the people who uh, are not denying election results, who are not claiming that, you know, vaccines are satanic plots to implant brain chips and get us all fucking babies with the Democrats. And I guess that's good news. But it's not as good as people are making it out to be, I guess, which feels weird because I try to, you know, take my hope and optimism where I can find it. And this is obviously a a good thing. But I guess, you know, I live in the district where 
I'm represented in Congress as of a couple of weeks ago by Lauren Boebert. A couple of weeks, meaning that's when I officially became a resident of Colorado. And Lauren Boebert won re-election by about 540 votes. Super close. So that lunatic is going to be back in Congress, along with Marjorie Taylor Greene and, you know, Matt Gates and the rest of them. Um, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But my point is, yes, the elections worked out in a good way for now, but the underlying problem is not resolved. So it's going to come back. Uh, I don't know what to do about that other than laundry. Yes, we all have laundry. Lots of us have dirty laundry. I think we all have dirty laundry, don't we? Um, and I think that Whitney's point or, or the the point of her teacher is that you have to be here now, right? That's what all these teachings come back to, that this is the moment right now. I remember reading a, a book a long time ago. I think I was in college uh, called Chop Wood, Carry Water. And it was, a, I think it was a book about Zen philosophy. And the the idea is that meditation is not this exalted, fancy, sort of separate thing that you do. You go into your special meditation room and you put on your special meditation leggings and your meditation tunic and you get on your meditation pillow and you let your meditation candle and you strike your meditation singing Tibetan bowl. And the point is that meditation is something that you do throughout your life, all over the place, always. And maybe you start out with a specific discipline, a specific technique that is taught somewhere but the point is to get to a place where you're in a meditative state of mind, no matter what you're doing. And often the simplest things are the widest doorways into that consciousness. And so you don't look down upon simple tasks like chopping wood and carrying water and doing the dishes and doing the laundry and sweeping the floor and making the bed and taking care of the children or the old people or someone who's sick or hurt. These are every bit as direct a pathway to bliss and enlightenment and contentment and meaning as any other. And I think that's the point of chop wood, carry water. And I think that's what Whitney was getting at with the laundry. I happen to know that Whitney is a mother and a wife and she lives in a beautiful house and has beautiful kids and a beautiful marriage. And that is a discipline. That is a beautiful thing. And I think that those things don't get as much respect as they deserve because we might say they're commonplace. But the whole dichotomy, the whole sort of opposition between common and sacred is really strange. You know, sunlight is common. 
but it's fucking amazing and necessary. Soil is as, as common as dirt, right? But without the soil, there's nothing. Water. I mean, water. It's miraculous. When's the last time you sat somewhere and just looked at water and said, holy shit, that is some crazy stuff right there. The way it reflects, reflects, refracts. <laughs> I was trying to say reflects and refracts at the same time. Light, the way it moves, the the just infinite variability of it. It's transparent and yet you can see it. The other day I was walking, um, just taking a walk along the stream and the stream was frozen over and the, I heard this weird roaring sound. It was a very small stream, more like a creek, I guess you'd say. You could jump over it. Um, and, but the roaring sound was kind of like, it was like gurgle, 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 It was going like that in the cycle. And so I walked toward the sound and I found that what it was, was there was some kind of, something was happening where air bubbles were going under the ice and I could see them because the ice was clear and the snow had blown off and they would get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and that was what was making the roaring sound because they went over a little, you know, waterfall or a ripple or over a rock or something. And they made these, this roaring sound, but then they, it returned to just individual bubbles going down. I don't know why it kept getting like bigger and then smaller and then bigger and smaller, but it created this weird kind of breathing happening in the stream all under the ice. Amazing. Totally commonplace, but totally amazing. Diamonds suck. I'm sorry. I don't think diamonds are interesting, but diamonds are valuable because they're rare, right? That's why diamonds are so valuable. I think opals are far more interesting. I think a lot of just fucking rocks are more interesting than diamonds, but it's the rarity that gives them the value. And that's a fucked up way of thinking. Because value actually has nothing to do with rarity. That's all artificial. Value is value. And as it happens, many, if not most of the most valuable things are relatively abundant. And once you realize that, then you start to step away from the fucking rat race. Because then you realize you don't need lots of money to get the truly valuable things, the friendship, the love, the pleasure. You get those relatively cheaply. It's the things that have this artificially created um, scarcity. That's where they get you. That's where they scam you. You want a dog? You want a smart, healthy, cool, friendly, funky, happy, grateful dog? Go down to the fucking pound and get yourself a mutt. You want a problem? Get yourself a purebred $500, $2,000, $3,000, whatever. Artificial value.
It's bullshit. A puppy's a puppy. You want a good woman, good man, good relationship? Look for a good person. Don't look for a fucking fashion model. Don't look for a rich dude. Don't look for somebody who is going to make you feel special around your friends because you're with him or her. Look for somebody who's going to make you feel special when you're alone with them. Just a good person. The other stuff's bullshit. The other stuff's the artificially created scarcity. All right, enough of that rant. This is Roma 59. It's been a while since I've done a Roma. <clears throat> I have to say, I have to admit that uh, sometimes it's hard to get into the right headspace for this kind of thing. Um, I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about how it was going to come across, and it, it probably comes across as like a, I don't know, crisis of confidence or something like that. But that's not really what it feels like. What it feels like is like an attack of humility. Like, like who gives a shit what I think? Who gives a shit what I have to say about anything? And and some of you are saying, well, I do. And thank you for that. Really, thank you for that. But it's just a, it's a strange thing to stand in front of a microphone and feel like, um, this deserves to be listened to by lots of people, whatever it is I'm saying. Cause I listen to podcasts that are fucking awesome, that are really funny, that are, you know, professional comedians, or they're very produce that, that people spend hours and hours editing and, you know, adding sound effects and tracking down famous guests and, you know, researching, you know, a hardcore history or Danielle Bellelli's history on fire, something like that, where they spend a month researching and writing and tracking down all the details, as opposed to me, where I just like, find the right mood and make some notes and turn on the mic and start yammering. And I kind of feel like, well, what right do I have to ask anybody for their attention? <clears throat> and and that's why it's hard for me to, to do these sometimes. And I think it's the same thing. Um, I think it's the same kind of thing that everybody faces who does any kind of creative project. It's like, yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> ultimately i mean i feel that with writing too it's like it's like why am i asking somebody for 10 15 hours of their time to read through this thing that i'm writing like what how is that justified it's a strange kind of arrogance i think that people have to have to to write books or to um even to do podcasts, I guess, like there has to be some kind of underlying sense that this is worth your time. And the fact is, I don't know if it's worth your time. I never know. Um, so it's a kind of weird faith based thing, but I've been doing it for 550 episodes or something at this point. You would think I'd be over that by now, but I'm not. <laughs> it just, it's like, Sometimes it's there, sometimes it isn't. I don't know. But speaking of 
archives, which is another thing that Whitney mentioned. Um, I was thinking of putting together something, some kind of a list for people who are new to the podcast. Since I've moved to Substack, new people are coming uh, via Substack through other Substack accounts. Um, and so I wanted to, because I can imagine it's intimidating uh, or overwhelming to just be like, oh, I want to listen to this guy's podcast. What should I listen to? There are 550 fucking episodes. Where do you even start, right? So I put together some lists and the idea was, well, let's just make uh, some little lists of like, you know, top five travel podcast episodes or top five sexuality episodes or whatever. And I went through the archives and there's just so fucking many. And they're so, I mean, I say this in all humility because this isn't me, but the guests are so interesting and fucking fantastic. And um, so I just came up with these lists, but there are too many people on each list. And I don't know how to narrow it down. Because, I mean, just the first one, travel adventure travel and adventure, right? I thought, okay, I'll pick the top three or the top five. I ended up with two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16. Justin Alexander, who disappeared in India. Um, I've had him on several times. Uh, Pre Castellic, a woman who was hiking the Appalachian Trail when she sent me a voice memo and then we got together when she got back to Portland um, and uh, did a podcast and, and actually became friends. And I think if I'm not wrong, she lived with Whitney Dane for a while in their compound there or maybe still does. I'm not sure. Um, Nathaniel Farmer, a dude that I met while he was um, hiking the Pacific Coast, Pacific Crest Trail. I went out and, and met him when I was living in Oregon. Don Mira, a fucking amazing dude who's also become a good friend who's living in Bali now, just had a kid. Um, yeah, photographer, mountain climber. He's climbed El Capitan. He's been all over the world. He's incredible. Great photographs. Um, I don't know what I'm allowed to say about this, but I think he mentioned he was in the Marines and the sort of special ops uh, Division of the Marines, um, James Nash, who was a tank commander in Iraq, Peter Gorman, uh, who just died recently, who um, I think he did, he discover Sapo, I think, uh, sort of discover. I mean, you know, he, he brought it to the West and popularized it among hippies. He was the editor of High Times Magazine for years. Ricardo Serpa, who's a Brazilian dude who had a crazy car accident and he basically saw his death and decided he was gonna quit his job he was some sort of a tobacco executive or something in brazil and he decided he wanted to be a, a photojournalist i think and he was in his I don't know, 30s 40s i don't remember but he just gave up that life and and started over and now he leads motorcycle trips all over the world um yeah, amazing people. Paul Kloppenberg, who lives here in Crestone, who hitchhiked from Amsterdam to India when he was 18 years old in 1969 because he was interested in Tibetan culture. 
Bruce Perry, who hosted the Tribe series on the BBC and also um, National Geographic Channel in the U.S., lived with hunter-gatherer people all over the world. Um, awesome dude, beautiful person. Uh, Akshay, who wrote a book about uh, facing one's fears, and he's like trekked across the fucking Arctic circle and and been in total darkness for 10 days or something i forget all the crazy shit that he's done jeff shapiro base jumper uh wingsuit flying guy that i met in uh montana a couple of years ago zofia um who's riding a motorcycle around the world i think she rode from is she polish she was she's eastern european but i think she rode from Poland to Thailand or something, which is where I met her. And I remember we recorded in uh, Phuket. Um, ben Horton, photographer for National Geographic, um, paraglider, really cool guy, uh, big adventurer. Callie Russell, who was in Alone, um, lasted 90 some days before they pulled her out because of frostbite. Awesome woman, lives in Montana with her goats. I just talked to her yesterday. In fact, we've become good friends as well. Craig Adams, the guy who films himself trekking all over the world. Uh, Malit, this uh, French dude who I met in the Canary Islands a couple of years ago. He was traveling around with his dog. And I think at the time I met him, he was looking for a a sailboat to crew on because he wanted to go to the Bahamas or Brazil or somewhere. I'm not sure, but I got an email from him recently. He was maybe in Costa Rica or something. Anyway, that's just the adventure travel section. Then there's a sex section, author section, which is even more friends and family, comedians, music, science, and then just crazy stories. Um, Bruce Lisker, the guy who was in prison for 25 years for killing his mother, which he didn't do, uh, finally was exonerated. I mean, John Porter, the rattlesnake dude, Tim Scully, who made LSD in the 60s, famously worked with um, Owsley, I believe. Chris James, whose mother married his best friend. Jeff Leach, the guy who blasted the hunter-gatherer shit up his own ass to see if he could get a hunter-gatherer's um, microbiome going. I mean, this is just the, all these things. Aaron Ralston, the guy who cut his arm off to escape from being pinned between two rocks. The movie was made about him. 128 hours, was it? I don't know. Some some number of hours that he was trapped there. Anyway. So now I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make this like, oh, here's where you start post that I was going to put up uh, on Substack. So if anyone has any ideas on how to do that, uh, let me know because I have no fucking clue how to do that. I'm trying to simplify it and uh, it just is just uh, can it be simplified? I don't know. Uh, shirts are on sale. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen the uh, the ad that um, we put out recently. And my mom's super happy. There are like 27 orders in the last couple of days. And she's like, oh, it's like the old days. Because I've gotten lazy and I've stopped mentioning the shirts. 
Um, and I shouldn't because my mom loves sending shirts out to people. And uh, so anyway, everything's 25% off. So if you've been thinking, I want a Civilized to Death shirt or a Bonobo shirt or a Sex at Dawn shirt, uh, now's a good time to order them. They are 25% off. Uh, just go to my website and you'll see the store. That's thatchrisryan.com. Uh, or tangentially speaking.com. And I also wanted to remind you all that my Amazon affiliate link is still operative. Um, so if you go to the website and you see that Amazon link, just click on that and use that to order your whatever Christmas booty you might be ordering on Amazon. Now, let me give you something. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not, um, but. I got this email. I have a pro account at Mountain Smith, which makes um, backpacks and uh, really high quality bags. Like uh, um, they, they do these, uh, what are they called? Lumbar bags, like fanny packs and stuff like that. Really good stuff. Backpacks, um, duffel bags. It's all that kind of stuff. It, they, they, and also they do tents as well, I believe, and, and maybe sleeping bags. But anyway... If you know Mountain Smith, then I'm talking to you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you probably don't need this. But anyway, there's a sale. It's only going until December 1st. So today's the 29th. I'm going to post this right away. So if you happen to listen to this right away, uh, you can get 50% off anything at Mountain Smith. It's a friends and family thing. So they sent me an email saying, hey, if you send this code to friends and family, they can get 50% off their order. You guys are all my friends. So I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for doing this. Like if 30,000 people <laughs> go to Mountain Smith and order shit. I mean, I guess they're happy, right? That's what they want. That's why they're doing this. So I don't think it's a problem. I mean, how do you define friends? You know, I don't know what the hell. So anyway, the discount code is spread the stoke altogether. No spaces. Spread the stoke. And that will get you 50% off until December 1st. So that's like a now or never kind of thing. I don't get anything. I, I mean, I don't have any affiliate situation with them or anything. I just thought I could uh, share that with you guys. Speaking of sharing, I sent out all that stuff. Um, I think I read on one of the previous episodes who I sent things to. Um, but, uh, if I mentioned you, you should have received it by now or should be receiving it any day. I, I don't want to use people's names, but Sherman, uh, Riku, Jamie, Rob, Abby, Fiona, Will, Dane, Pete, Matt, Greg, uh, stuff's coming out to all of you. If you haven't received it yet, check your mail. It should be there. And I've got tracking numbers, so... If you don't get it, let me know. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's because you don't follow me on Substack. You got to follow me on Substack. ChrisRyan.substack.com I, uh, I put up a post a week or two ago just saying, you know, I found all this shit. I've been unpacking stuff. I had stuff in storage, hard drives and down jackets and microphones and stuff like that that I'm not using. And so I'm giving it away. And so that's what I'm referring to. 
So if you want to get into that kind of booty, I'm going to be doing it again because I keep finding more and more things. I just found two more microphones. I think I must be some kind of a microphone junkie or something, but found another couple of microphones and uh, another hard drive. Um, so if you want to get on in on that stuff, follow me on Instagram, on um, Substack. Yeah. And there are two ways to do that. One is free and one is five bucks a month. And uh, I'm going to start doing like bonus podcast stuff as well. So like this one, uh, the first half hour or so is free. And then after that, it'll, the, the, after that first half hour, it'll be for people who support the project here through Substack. Uh, all right. And I've been talking for 20, almost 29 minutes. I'm going to play a tune. Let's play a tune. Why not? Little tune. Uh, this is from, what's the name of the band? The Pilot Waves. The Pilot Waves. Uh, and the Pilot Waves are a band that is, uh, I just, I sent them something actually. I think that's how this whole thing came across. Uh, Rob Kelly, right. Uh, I sent him a mixer. Found a, a mixer I had that I wasn't using. And um, he wrote back to thank me and let me know that it had arrived. And he sent me an MP3 of this tune. And uh, they're known as the Pilot Waves. And I like the song. It's quite good. Uh, and this song is let's see what's it called he doesn't say oh the stranger from here stranger from here and i looked up pilot waves like what the fuck is a pilot wave and it turns out that it has something to do with like quantum mechanics it's it's in there with the wave particle theory and um yeah like quantum physics so it's beyond my comprehension but this is the pilot waves you can find them on Spotify and, you know, wherever, wherever you find stuff, music, uh, Apple music, YouTube, and it's the pilot waves. The is important because apparently there's another band called pilot waves. Strange. You can follow them on Instagram at the underscore pilot waves. This is stranger from here. For those of you who are supporting the podcast through my Substack account, I will be back after the song to talk about why I love this town of Crestone, what's going on with the Lifeboat Project, and a bunch of other stuff that will probably occur to me while I'm talking about that. For those of you who do not support the podcast, I'm just going to play you out with this song. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you've had it.
I'm not afraid to 